this week's episode is brought to you by situational awareness, something that I seem to lack in a variety of situations. Situational awareness can save your ass or prevent you from drinking an illicit substance in a comedy show. Situational awareness. Pay attention, you moron. Night. Sometimes some things aren't meant to be drank, and that's all I'll say about that. I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. What do you mean, was? I'll explain later. <laughs> Hi, James. Hi, James. I'm here. James Hi. Is here. I'm here because in this the topic of today, three of my decks kind of got hit. Well, four if you include Murakumo, but I don't play that much, but yeah. Two of mine got hit, three if you count both formats. So, yeah. If you haven't figured it out by the title the, the, the and us talking. Uh, we're talking the ban list, my friends. Boucherode has oh, man. revealed a new ban list. Glad I decided to wait for this to come down before I started reinvesting in this game. I don't know, man. You tell me. <laughs> wait, do, wait oh. when you decided to, did they announce a ban list by that point? Family, yeah, because that you know, was when like James sold me his SP Pacificos. Yeah. Can't believe I pulled it. Every time I've bought a Bermuda product, like, within, like, the, the bunch that I bought, I always get some crazy pull. So the first time I bought a Bermuda product was, like, one box of the, the G-Era one, and I pulled Olivia. Uh, second time I bought Bermuda product was for the, the wedding one, and I pulled Wedding ST Loris. And now this time I bought product and I got a uh, SP speaker somehow. Yeah. So yeah. God, fuck you, James. <laughs> Remember it's I put happened. some random SP for Bermuda that was shit. Bermuda just likes me. Kind of. Okay. Well, but I don't like speaker. This is probably this is gonna be a fucking long ass episode because we got lots of lots of things to say. So why don't we just go through this. So for standard, the ban list that they is put in place, was it March 2nd or March 1st? 2020? Mm-hmm. All right, so Sometime we, in the beginning of March. I think it's at, the third for English, though. Whatever. Give or take. All right. As of the beginning of March 2020, uh, the new Riviera Grade 3 that was released has been eroded mm-hmm. to only be allowed once per turn, much like the new Skullwitch Nemen. So even if you like the hard ones per turn, right? Hard ones per turn. Uh, on top of that, uh, Anger Blader from Tachikaze, their big boss monster that allows you to blow things up by making your own rear guards into equip gauges and lets you restand stuff, has been limited to one in standard. Uh, Dorian, the Pale Moon Grade three that lets you draw a fuck ton of cards at the end of your turn by sucking all your rear guards into your soul, has also been limited to one in standard. Shiryuki's been limited to one as well, and Cho'o, the restanding grade 2 guy with the sword from Narukami, has been limited to two. And finally, Lot and Sonata being choice-restricted has now been lifted, so you can play both of them in the same deck. Again, do you feel the pain in my voice? <laughs> as I mean, I, uh, that just might be... That well, Riptachi Kaze, that's for sure. They that's did true. me so dirty! <laughs> Wait, did, you, did you have Tachi's Atlas? 
Yeah, I had them in... Okay, I had them in Standard. I had Pale Moon in both formats. So this has okay. all but kneecapped me. Now, granted, I after seeing Tachi Kaze win Worlds, I was going to be like, okay, I'll probably just sell Tachis for the money because rent so and things like that, but still. They... They, uh... They they released this giant statement, and the entire Tachi Kaze like discussion was about sleeper Krento, <laughs> like the entirety of it. And they're like, "And we're restricting your blitter to one." Yeah, because they were like, like what? "That makes what? perfect sense." <laughs> yeah, their so reason like, was like board wipe and making beefy sweepers. Just put sweeper to two, easy. <sighs> so usually for like, I've only started playing since D era. But usually, like, when Bushi makes a ban list, usually, like, they don't do too much. And if they do do something, it, it kind of sort of helps. So I'm usually okay with a lot of their lists, uh, especially coming from, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! But right. this right. list is, like, probably, in my opinion, one of the most questionables. Like, I understand, a, I, I think I understand a lot of what they're doing. But there's a lot of things I just feel like you're not doing it right, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Why don't we, and, and to avoid us going all over the place, because of course we're going to. Uh, why don't why we don't, just go one by one? One card at a time, one format at a time. So starting with standard, we've are, we're already on Angel Blader, let's just keep going from there. Angel Blader. He's put to one, even though the statement was like, guys, Sweeper's broken, so Angel Blader to one. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like... Alright, Anger Blader, I think we can all agree, is a pretty messed up card. Yes. Like, the card just kind of does it all and does it for free. For the most part, like, yeah. Even, for the most part, yeah. It's like, do you have even, one Counterblast to spare? Yeah. Let me, let me give you, let me give you an engine for, like, insane grade 3 turns, right? Yeah, and mm -hmm. they, they had a lot of cards that were, like, on play, so you could do the on play still and then just get it out of there as a retire. Mm -hmm. Or you had that grade 1 that, like, rests itself. To get a gauge, but like it's rested, so I will just get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's it's like Anger Blader was also insane because like in against in certain matchups, even if you don't kill them, the fact that you essentially wiped whatever they had on the board and launched a giant attack is probably enough to just cripple them for the rest of the game. Yeah, like um, no, I that... think. Go, Matt. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, so what I was going to say is, like, one thing that, like, bothers me, too, about the Anger Blader uh, restriction is that the next best card, like, to replace Anger Blader is so much worse. I mean, yeah. Gigarex isn't a bad card, per se. Well, no, it's not. It's a good card. It's just that it, it's... In the, at this stage? No. Yeah. No, it, it, it's definitely uh, a... It's the Joe Biden to the Bernie Sanders of... Uh, cards. It's behind. It's so like woefully behind the times of what's going on. Like Gigarex. Okay, so on attack you can put gauges on whatever you want. Fine, and then he gets plus five k for every rear guard. Good. And then during your main phase you can lose five gauges and damage. You know, put a damage on the opponent if they're at five or four or less. So that's good, but it's a slow and b relies on other cards being worth it. As opposed to Anger Blader, where instead of needing other cards to be good, it just makes other cards good. Yeah. It's the it, leader, it not like, the follower. Uh, yeah. 
it also doesn't hurt that there's a bunch of really good synergy cards with it. Oh, of course. Uh, and kind of to talk about this whole anger blader thing, I, I think this will probably this will be a topic for another card that got changed uh, in a bit. Uh, and this hit is probably kind of going towards like Bushi like Road, kind of trying to slow the game down a bit. If anyone actually listened to our giant long, uh, what the three or four hour podcast what, about the, mul- the meta, the multi hour meta discussion <laughs> of Doom, yeah, that was uh, yeah, that's a crowning achievement yeah. right there. <laughs> like from that point, we noticed like an increase of the pace of the game, and surprising, well, not exactly surprising, but from that point on, it the meta tended to even, it kind of got even faster than that, and I think Tachikaze was one of like the big decks pushing the the game forward because it just kills you so fast it's such a powerful combo at times uh, and I think this along with another card is kind of trying to slow down the meta just a little bit which I'm all for but especially coming from Yu-Gi-Oh so like Yu-Gi-Oh PTSD I absolutely hate when a ban list completely destroys an entire deck just like that yeah it kind of like invalidates it. It's but like, I mean, yeah. that's what Konami does most banless is whatever wins, they then immediately burn to the ground and everybody start over. No, nope, uh, they're the they're the chosen few decks that they decide to let live for some reason. Burning so, Abyss, Burning Abyss a, is already on fire. It's fine. I mean, how long did it take to ban Dante though? <laughs> they well, never did. Dante never got banned. Yeah, it got what hit to one at some yeah. point. Like, for years after it came out. Dude, they tried to... They actually tried to kill Burning Abyss, but it somehow kept living until recently. And now it's kind of coming back. I mean, it's from hell, so... Whatever. The greatest investment you could have ever made in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, and um, I'm kicking myself for it. Go ahead. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh, the other thing about Tachis is... Uh, like... Particularly with... Uh, Anger Blader. Like, I recently picked up Rivier, uh, more on that later. And I, I haven't played that much, but I played like, you know, like sample games versus myself, uh, with Tachikaze. I played like five games and Tachikaze kinda won all five because I got Anger Blader. Um and this is kind of like a, a kind of a problem I kinda have with Anger Blader and this is I'm gonna kinda relate it to a Yu Gi Oh thing because I think it has a good example of something like this. Uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh, there was this card called Gateway of the Six. Uh, Fuck so, that card so hard. I remember yeah, that. So, so Gateway of the Six, it was a card, I'm not going to go into all the details because there's a lot of text on this card, but essentially, it worked with this archetype called Six Samurai, which is one of my favorite decks. Fuck And Six it pretty Samurai. much let you generate insane amounts of advantage and do insane amounts of combos. And this card at, like, three was completely busted. But eventually got hit to one. So, but the thing was, even at one, if you drew this card in your opening hand, there's a good chance you won. And this was like past the past, like the original prime of like the the synchro six samurais. This was in like the middle of the XE's era, where samurais didn't get support in like multiple years, and there were still random six samurais just topping occasionally, just because they luck sack this card multiple times in the opening hand. Well, I mean, it's Yu-Gi-Oh, so they probably, like... they probably stacked it, if we're being honest. Sure. 
Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but in my opinion, playing Tachikaze, getting Anger Blader on turn on grade three turn, almost feels like drawing Gateway of the Six in my opening hand. I mean, and, not, and a, not I think a bad that's metaphor. Just kind of unhealthy for the. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily as oppressive as like getting Gateway plus another uh, Bushido counter generator in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh early on. But at the same time, uh, that was Gateway of the Six at one, while this is uh, this is uh, Angry Blader at four. So yeah, I hate that they kill the deck. But I kind of see where this problem kind of comes from. So I'm very mixed on this card. Okay, I get it. But also, if the whole post was about Sweeper being the problem... <laughs> <laughs> hit Sweeper! Yeah, like... <laughs> so, I have a theory about this. One is that what they, in, in order to sell the next wave of Tachi support, they have to ban Anger Blader. Number, <laughs> number two, in order to sell the next wave of Tachi support, Sweeper needs to exist. Okay, that's, that's not of, a that's not a bad way to think about it if you're looking at it from the business side. Looking at like this entire list from the business side, this is the most like I've seen like Bushi scream, "Give me your money, buy shit." <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, but, so like, on, but yeah, this this almost seems like a Konami list of getting you to buy new stuff. Yeah, okay, so let's say they had kept Anger at 4 and put Sweeper to 1 or 2. Do you think the deck still would have been able to exist? Yeah. Okay. I I think it, I think it would be a lot worse. Oh, of course. I, I but it, it would, would still lot, exist. I think it would be a lot worse, but then I think it would be kind of like the gateway to 1 situation, where there is just some, it's like games that where you don't get the Anger Blader, or like you just you just kind of flub really, really badly. But then the game where you do, you just completely steamroll them. Okay. And that, I mean... It's kind of a feel badly feeling on the uh, on the other side. You I know mean, what I mean? That's called being a glass cannon, and a lot of people won't bring stuff like that to regionals if it's as inconsistent as it is. Now, granted, the whole equip gauge thing means you see a lot of your deck in a shorter amount of time than most others, so that's less of a problem. But uh, I, I I know someone out there is going to be like, yeah, but you can still run the Anger Blader at one, and maybe you draw it and do the thing. <laughs> but that's yeah. so, that's so much different. Like, I, I think I, Tachi's is like basic border. Like it's not what you should be doing at this point. Yeah. Well, I I. I kind of have maybe a sliver of hope that because uh, I think Bushi is pushing for a bit of a slower meta, and Tachikaze has a lot of like really resource intensive cards or resource advantage intensive cards that just there. aren't being played because they're because they just aren't being played because the meta is too fast. So everyone just went for the rush build, which is better, uh, but but and also just does better in a faster meta because you have to undercut the other decks. But if Bushi manages to push a slower meta, all of these cards where it's like, you know, counter charge, soul charge, draw cards, uh, put your, add your gauges to your hand, add your gauges to the field, these cards might eventually get good if the meta slows down. Who knows exactly? 
Um, I have yeah. my doubts, but that's yeah. mostly due to the texture of the current meta that we're getting. Well, mm -hmm. the, yeah. what, what the meta is shaping up to be after this ban list. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of thinking... Sorry. Uh, well, I was going to say, like, we are, it is pretty suspicious timing that, like, the next generation of support and... When I say generation, I mean, like, they're introducing a new mechanic, they're resetting the anime again, which means we're getting a bunch of new trial decks with trial deck level power. So, I imagine that you might have a point here that, like, because they're re kind of resetting the game again, just as far as, like, mechanics and stuff, stuff that they probably want to bring the power level down a bit, although, we'll get to that later. Who knows what they're going to do. Um... Yeah, although, here's the good thing. Anderblader was not touched in premium. Uh, Tachikaze also has a very good stride that they got from premium collection. There will be at least one bonehead out there who's like, rush build premium, no one will see it coming. Is that gonna be me? We'll see. Who knows? It I mean, I'm, I, I thought we were talking about formats that aren't dead. I know. I'm just, I'm What's just saying. What's your premium dead? <laughs> Give away your plans, Atlas. What if somebody net decks you? God. Oh my god. Not a net decker. Dude, if someone net decked me, that would be uh, flattering. But they don't, so. Right? That's fine. all attack Tachikaze build that you're not going to give anybody because it's your competitive Eight deck and you don't want to. Attack first stride Tachikaze. We're so far removed from that inside joke, no one knows what it is anymore. Do we have anything else yeah, to I... say about Angerblade? <laughs> no, I want to talk about other clans so I can relate it back to these to other clans. All right, then. Why don't we go over the, the one we skipped uh, at the beginning, which was the Riviera Grade 3. Um, but it wasn't banned. Or even restricted. Okay. It was errated to be once per turn. And... I'm not gonna lie. I hate this. I hate this shit. Well, you so, hate erratas. Yeah, I think yeah. we all hate this. Errata, functional erratas are the actual worst. Um, especially okay. if this game, since this game isn't as big, it makes like getting the ruling a hassle. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's already hard enough to explain that you play a game called Vanguard and people go, "What's that?" And then, and then you go, it's a trading card game, and they're like, really? Like, I was already going to take your lunch money because you're playing a trading card game, but one I've never heard of before? At least play Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon or something. Now, you have to go from that to, this card doesn't say what it says on here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Man, that was my favorite with Daibazooka, when, when they fucking said it soul-blasted one for no reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, like, that... actually, it soul-charges one, but Bushi can't properly print cards. You remember when they, yeah. mis they misprinted that uh, the police card in the, V series? That uh, oh, yeah. Card. It put <laughs> the wrong name on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they had the wrong <laughs> card art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, Bushiro just has this really terrible habit of mixing up and or or. Because they've printed several cards that's like, Search for a card that has keyword or a grade three, and they kept printing it as search for a card with keyword and grade three. Weird. I like mean, at least the flavor text game is getting better. They make more sense now. Yeah. Um. So, aside from that, okay, to Bushiro's credit, 
they they're doing like an exchange thing. So you can be like, here's my old Riviera, and they'll be like, here's the new one. I'm not sure how they plan to implement that, or if they're going to do it in the U.S., because as far as I can tell, it's just in Japan so far. But, uh, good. There's I no guess. way they're implementing this in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But a boy can dream, even though I give zero shits about uh, Riviera. Can I cheat in the U.S.? Uh, I mean, you can try. Honestly, maybe <laughs> enough. There are enough people who don't know how the rules work, and enough bad judges who also don't know how the rules work that you might get away with it if no one's filming you. Oh, there's lots of people who uh, do bad things, like my other podcast, Bad Reading. Who? Okay, all right. I won't. I won't. I'll stop. Uh, Please follow that podcast. He's desperate. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, so I would not even put Riviera. In it. You wouldn't what? I I would not. I wouldn't even put Riviera in this point. I honestly just it's it's like the the card is now worse than Clarence Sword Dragon by making it once per turn or hard once per turn. Yes. Yes. Hmm. I am a bit more positive than that, but not too much more positive. I think the deck is still functional. Um, like, there's definitely plays you can do with only doing it once per turn. Even, like, spreading it out is not necessarily a bad idea, depending on the matchup, even with the, without the hard ones per turn. But it definitely, like, the op, the, since you lost the option to go for, like, the whole one turn kill thing, that's gonna lose you a large percent of matches. I think the problem is that the, the rear guards in Riviera are just, like, pretty atrocious. Yeah, yeah, and the rear guards in Claret are like very good. Mm-hmm. I think you're just like if you if you like I think Claret's just a better version of the deck at this point. I don't know too much about Claret, but at least just kind of like your rear guards are fat. That's what you need to know. Yeah, I don't know that much about Claret, but I just from like uh, just playing a few hands out as a Rivier today uh, for like the small amount of time I did have. Uh, the deck still generates a pretty large amount of advantage, so I wouldn't quite count it out yet. Yet, uh, count it out right now. I think the bigger problem is just the fact that Narukami kind of got a slap on the wrist, God. and that's what really is going to hold. Can we I talk think... about Narukami? Because I'm okay. Because uh, man, Bef- I'm tired of dancing around okay. this shit. Yeah, let's. Wait, I didn't want to talk more about Bermuda because there are other oh, things ahead. on this list, but we can complain about Narukami first. No, 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 hang on. I want to I want to finish each card before we move on to the next card. Get your get your lump sum and we'll move on to Narukami. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to talk about the other thing. Narukami should be like last to put this into perspective. No, because yeah. no, <laughs> we need to talk about it. That's okay. the thing. Yeah, now, I think we should talk about Narukami now so that we can put it into perspective for what I want to talk about, because I wanted to talk about the choice restriction for Lisa Lot and Sonata being lifted, but I think... Knowing about Narukami first will help put it into better context for what I want to discuss there. Are we done with Rivian for right now, then, or not yet? Well, well we'll talk... I we can talk... get back to okay. it when we talk about okay. Sonata. Okay, okay, fine. So, Cho'o, the grade 2 guy who binds something from the column and then moves something up on play, and then end of the battle, rest- at Vanguard attacks, it restands itself. That's been cut to 2. Discuss. Why this card? Yeah. Why, why this specific card? Did they watch the games that Narukami was playing at all? I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't get think it. They did. 
I know why this card. I know why this card. Because it's old, right? No, it's because, uh, hey, Narukami isn't out in English yet. You should buy our stuff. You know, I hate that that's probably true, and I and I hate every minute of it. It's like they chose the worst grade two in the deck and restricted it. It's kind of like, uh, did you ever do that thing where you, when you were a kid where if you were being a bad kid, you uh, pretended to be attached to a different toy than you, your actual favorite toys so that that one would get taken away? And then you're like, no. <laughs> you dumb bitch, no. Okay, well. Like, Cho is a good card, right? But Narcomi mm-hmm. has so much insane shit going on. Yeah. And, and Hachis are dead. No, and then also, there's a card called Voltage Horn Dragon that's like the same fucking thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Voltage Horn is the new, uh, is the new, is the new slot, probably. Yeah, like, instead uh, of, instead of re-standing itself, it just gets power if something was bound, which, fine. But the... Oh, yeah. no. So instead like, of having eight dudes who bind something from a column and then pull the other thing up, you have six now. Oh, no. What a nightmare. I mean, you still have Chatura yeah. and Gunner. Yeah, like, what's the point? Like, why? Oh, no, I lost one extra attack. Oh, man, I love being attacked, like, eight turns on grade dust. <laughs> like, fucking immediately. I don't know, like, when I was playing the deck, Cho'o ended up being not super important for the restandy parts, because you were doing Excel 2 for the, you know, the cards, for the drawing. So he'd be 14k, <laughs> and then the opponent takes one card on damage, you're like, well, shit, that, what was the point? Well, you're supposed to be playing Vanquisher, and he's going to be, you know, much larger. Okay, that's different. This was before that. But I'm saying yeah. that... Vanquisher kind of, you know, changes that, right? It does. You're right. Um, so maybe that's what that's for? But there's everything else. <laughs> I mean, again, like, you're still, like, binding Chatura and, call, and, like, calling extra cards. Yeah. And, like, just doing a bunch of shenanigans. And drawing mm-hmm. So, like... Cho'o is not is like the most expensive version of the shenanigans. Yeah, <laughs> and like you, it's still two. That's still a decent amount of. It's not like it's at one. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still gonna like. I saw decks where it was at two or three. It's not like they ever ban the card, right? It's just still, it's still yeah. there. It's yeah. just not you know like overly overly pre- prevalent. And again, the kind of the major re like one of the best uses of Cho'o is against Tashikaze because it can kill sweep. And yeah. uh, guess guess what's no longer real? Yeah, Hachikaze. <laughs> and then so also, you, like, and also you have Voltage Horn now to kill sweep. So, yep. Uh, it's okay. I tweeted this out on the Nexus at Night Twitter this morning. Uh, although uh-huh. for for the people hearing this, it's yesterday. Uh, what checks Narukami now? Thoughts and prayers. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that what I asked you this morning? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that's <laughs> that, his answer. That, and then he put it on Twitter because he thought that, it was funny. Wow. That's where the tweet came from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't. I don't understand why you hit, like. It, so Riviera got nuked. Tachikaze got nuked. Mm-hmm. Akami lost of a rear guard spot that they'd probably like to play, but instead we'll play this other card that's not, maybe not as good, but pretty close. And like, in Japan, the stat-wise difference between Narukami and like, Rivier wasn't even that big. Okay. So like, what is, what is it going to be now? Okay. Rivier... If anything, Naruk- 
some people thought Narukami was better even during even when Riviera was full power. Yeah, I mean, uh, if I want to talk a bit about Rivier, Rivier has there are definitely like holes in Rivier's game plan that just kind of like can make you the deck literally fall apart if it happens. It was just consistent enough that it didn't happen a lot, but there's still a lot of weaknesses in Rivier. And it was like Narukami was also just kind of like an answer to Rivier if they didn't go for the OTK on you, right? Or they okay. failed the OTK. Yeah. Okay. So so far we have. You know, Tachikaze has been has had its bottom blistered. Riviera and Bermuda Triangle have, uh, you know, been grounded and sent to a dungeon. Narukami got sent to its room without dinner, and then Mom came upstairs with a bowl of soup after Dad went to bed. It's nothing compared to everything else so far. Yeah, like and es- none especially of the stuff that made Vanquisher good is gone at all. Which fine because it's new or whatever, but also. Like, this whole time we were complaining that Excel was kind of doing too much, and these are two of the big Excel decks that uh, have had some attention paid to them. Which, uh, any anything else to say about Sho'o? Uh, nope. All right. like, give us your money. Alright, then that brings me to uh, Dor- Ms. Dorian, which not only oh, got God. limited to one in standard, she got limited to one in premium. Why?! I'll get I to the premium stuff later. Took t- literally, their statement was that the combo took too long. Yeah. Took <laughs> too long. It's it's the dumbest shit in the world. It, there's no reason that card can be, should be restricted. I, uh, think this is, I think this is super confusing because it looks like Bushi's trying to push a slower meta, but Dorian kind of promotes a slower meta, which is, like, baffling to me. Can I ask why DI is untouched on this ban list? Why? Did for you premium? want... Uh, did you want... Oh, for, for premium? premium? Get to that later. Why is what? How? I guess. Yeah, but it's just fucking. I mean, do we even have anything interesting to say about the Dorian? Uh, I think that's a severe hit. Yeah, it's a severe hit to Pale Moon's consistency in standard, Mm -hmm. and in premium, it it outright and and advantage. Yeah, it outright destroys the deck in premium because that's what I was. All I was doing was end phase sucking all my rear guards in and drawing a bunch of cards. After doing like, all my attacking stuff, and it's like, all right, cool, go ahead, you know. The entire like core of uh, Silver Standard is the synergy between Lukia and um, Dorian, and now that's like essentially gone. Yeah. Um, like, and I know Moon I, even like a significant percentage of tops. No. I know nope. I, I know I like said before when we talked about the meta thing that Dorian was a really fucked card, but I had no idea at the time how how fast the meta would become, and that just kind of makes Dorian already kind of irrelevant, and now they just like hit it even further. That just yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think, yeah, like next to Nara, because like between our various podcasts and the decks that we've talked about topping, like I don't think we've brought up Pale Moon recently, so. When I woke up this morning and saw Dorian getting hit, I'm like, wait, did I mean, Paleman do anything? The deck's, like, pretty, like, okay, right? It's just, yeah. like, not Riviera Vanquisher. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not that kind of, or Tachi, it's not that kind of aggro. Yeah. And yeah. Now, so it's just, like, a little, it's, like, a bit worse. To, like, it's still strong, but it's a bit worse than those decks, right? I, I think, like, to be more specific on a bit worse, I'd say uh, it's a bit worse because it's a bit slower. It takes 
like a right. turn extra to get going. And that's right. just in this meta, one turn means so much. Yeah, and Kumo Kumo has ways to to gain that turn. Yeah. Where Pelmoon uh, doesn't. Yeah. I've been um, talking to how I've been talking to how uh, back in UCR, mm-hmm. uh, and he plays against Chad, who is uh, proxying the new Narukami stuff. But even for like a deck that can wipe away its own board, gain a bunch of card advantage, it's still lost pretty hard to Narukami. Yeah, and now it's just going to be even harder. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter if you don't have a board. Vanquisher says bind three cards, and yep. he activates his own effect. Yeah, they'll buy they'll buy in their own Chaturas and like they'll like they'll like you know bind a bind a card oh I'll call this I guess mm-hmm. yeah but you oh, would bind think... a card draw a card whatever yeah but you would think that like a a, a deck that makes their board get away would be slightly better nope not at all yeah. uh, it's still insane Narukami's still insane and they ha- probably had like the latest little tap yeah the um I think part of the reason that they hit Dorian was so. That was kind of the glue that held Lucier's deck together, and Lucier was all about Silverthorn cards. So if they're going to bring out new Pale Moon stuff, it has to be not Silverthorn, or they have to keep it as Silverthorn, and then I don't think they would want that. They would want to... So you want... So you... They uh, want to break the synergy so that they can make more money. Exactly. Like he's so been, what you're like saying James is, give Bushi Road more money. Yes, thank you. This is the most Konami list ever. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about Murakumo, so let's touch on what got hit in Murakumo. So Murakumo's restriction, Shiryuki to one. I okay. honestly think it hurts, but I think they can still do stuff. They can uh, still make stuff happen. I think the deck's pretty bad now, again, because they lost their major way to like gain the extra turn. Yeah. Uh, and like your the engine is less defensible, mm-hmm. but I think Mer- I, I I just like with I I like Murkumo I like Shiryuki a lot like the, I love that card I but uh, I, I think, would not want to play Murkumo after this I think I think for not good enough I think for Kumo uh, it can still do stuff I think because it can still have like an early really powerful turn with Hugo. And there's also still just kind of the threat of Hyuga uh, wiping the board. But once again, it's just kind of like, it would be fine if, like, Narukami didn't exist. Mm. I think. Alright. And that, yeah, that seems like the running theme here is like, this would probably be okay if Narukami wasn't so powerful. Narukami is pretty messed up. Speaking uh, of I think... think some of the new decks oh. coming out might be able to fight Narukami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just kind of we're talking so much about Narukami, I kind of made like the comparison between Narukami and another deck, uh, which was uh, old school Link Joker. Because I feel like, although not as oppressive, I feel like as we've seen like from the support and the mechanics in the V series, Narukami is kind of a deck that gatekeeps other decks with its mechanics. So it's just a deck that holds other decks back. And every time like Narukami rises to some kind of prominence, all of a sudden, these decks that are just weak to the mechanic just disappear or get really bad results. And I, well, I guess the bigger thing is that they've made the mechanic so consistent with Vanquisher because it's ripping cards out of your hand. You can bind your own cards. 
And instead of the Thunderstrike mechanic where you have to bind X number of cards, it's just bind stuff every turn. And so if you can bind your own cards, you can consistently activate all of Narukami's mechanics. So even if decks have ways of playing around it, who cares? You can just use your skills on yourself still get all of the benefit from it and then burst somebody down because you have five, six attacks with Excel. Okay. Anyways, can we quickly talk about the choice between Sonata and Lizalot being lifted? Yes. I don't think it'll matter because the deck w is going to be killed by Narukami anyways, but... Assuming Narukami wasn't as oppressive as it is, do you think this would have helped Melody at all? I think literally every deck would have benefited if Narukami also got hit. Yeah. But like, ignoring that for a second, like, as the meta is right now before we have Narukami in English, do you think Melody would have had a place again, or do you think it's just kind of outdated now? I don't know. I got a I got a blind spot better than when I borrow my mom's car. Just not not my cup of tea. Leave me alone. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, my is, I don't know. Honestly, don't. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say possibly. I think it's worse than Pacifica. Hmm. I think it's worse than Pacifica still. Hmm. Uh, I'd have to like double check all of the. Great, how the grade two melody units work, but I feel like with Lee's a lot back, you might be able to do something with it. I kind of want to theory craft this, but it's going to lose to Narukami, anyways. Uh, the thing about like melody, I think, kind of has the advantage, at least comparing it to some other builds, is that at least it kind of gains power to a decent amount. Yeah. Which is good. And then because like, they have all the grade two versions now, you can do some of the stuff earlier. Yeah. And you have a more. You already had a an early game with Lee's a lot, but you also have a more powerful one now. Yeah. It's, it's comparing this to Rivier, like Rivier, if, if it had some more rear guards that just kind of gained some power, it would be mm -hmm. a lot better shape even after the the errata, which is still stupid. You shouldn't fix balance problems with erratas. Um, yeah. Although I still think that Rivier is still a playable deck. I mean, definitely not tier 1 anymore. Especially, I, I don't think it's tier 1 anymore, especially since Narukami is a thing that's coming. Uh, but I, yeah, like I said a bit earlier, just some quick playtesting today. Uh, it still can generate a surprising amount of advantage if you go once mm. per turn. And if it were entering a slower meta eventually, then it might be able to kind of eke out something. But yeah, I don't think the deck's completely dead, but it's yeah. definitely not. It's like hanging in there, but yeah. not. Uh, I, I think just, as we complain a lot about Narukami, uh, we have to remember there are lots of uh, interesting decks on the horizon. That's true. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, uh, like I, we like it's hard to tell how good Fang is. It's hard to get how tell the, how good the new Angel Feather stuff is. The VR is like pretty solid, uh, despite being very fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, and we'll it, get to that at the set review, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, so hopefully it turns into. Uh, so I mean, I'm not. I don't think Narukami is unbeatable. I think. Of course not. I, I think. Uh, I think like. There, like I think standard is not necessarily like for it. I don't know. It's, it's just, not fun this for me anymore. Incredible. Yeah, this ban list was incredibly fucking wacky. Is what it was. Yeah. 
This is uh, yeah. Th this is a scorched earth policy of a ban list for sure. It's Everybody, just, it, it's so bizarre. I don't think anyone expected this standard. Also, I, did, I didn't expect this level at all. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just kind of like a quick rant about the release date of the Bermuda Triangle set. Oh, here we go. And yeah. the ban list. So I think it's pretty stupid that, especially since the deck has been shown and has been playable in Japan without any hits for such a long period, for like, what, like two sets, two and a half, three sets, something like that, that like one month after it gets released in English, it gets hit in, um, in the West. And this isn't even mm -hmm. like based off any results from uh, Western tournaments. This is all being based off results from the uh, from uh, Japanese tournaments. So I think that's pretty stupid. Like four weeks is just like just enough time for people to open sets and then see if the prices drop, buy cards, and have those cards delivered to you. That in all is about like maybe like two and a half to three weeks. Mm -hmm. So some people only really had this deck for like a week or so. And from what I heard, there haven't even really been any major tournaments in the month that it's been released. So it's mostly just locals in the first place. And, like, this reminds me, once again, a lot like Yu-Gi-Oh! Because this is, like, the Konami list of Bushi Road. It reminds me of when Pepe was released. Uh, Pepe was probably... It was an extremely broken deck in this one format. Where literally in Japan, you would have top A's and top 16's of only one deck. Um, so that deck was absolutely bust in the format. And when those key cards were released in English, um, they were literally released for three uh, weeks before an emergency ban list came in and banned it. So all the people who like bought those, those cards or bought into those boxes uh, based off Japanese results, they all got fucked. Um, granted, that deck was bad for the game. It was unhealthy. But still, it feels really bad that uh, because of Japanese results, you suffer for it. And, like, Konami kind of does something interesting now where they kind of give preemptive hits to certain things from previous sets that kind of help uh, mitigate the effect. Uh, but, like, back then, there were a lot of cards they could have hit, which they did eventually hit, that were in previous sets, that they didn't hit until after the cards that made it broken came out. Essentially, it sounds like they want some more boxes. And that kind of sounds like what they kind of did with Bermuda Triangle. Because if they knew that Rivier was going to be broken, they could preemptively hit some cards that were already used in a deck. Like the grade one, on call, draw one, discard one. Or they could hit Lizalot. Or other cards in the Don't deck that is... that card. What? Don't even play that card. Which one? Lizalot. Uh, depends on the build. I have seen some that have... Very it, few lists that play that card. Yeah, they've started to drop it. But yeah, mm. they could have done like preemptive hits to try and curb it back, uh, but they didn't. Uh, so now, four weeks after it got released, no major tournaments now get hit. Yeah, understandably, it kind of dominates the meta until Narukami comes out, but it just kind of feels bad. Uh, okay. A lot of people I talked to thought the standard like post Narukami was like fine. Yeah, looking it was fast but fine. Looking at the stats post Narukami, uh, Bermuda Triangle was just topping a bit more than Murukumo at its prime post Miyamaru. Yeah. And nothing was really done about that. Except the meta, like, way late, right? Which yeah. is also weird. 
yeah, like, I agree with you. When I looked at the meta, I didn't like how there was, like, no protect and all the decks are, like, kill you fast decks, but there was still a lot of deck variety. Mm-hmm. And now, kind of gone. All the decks that are going to be mostly relevant now are just going to be the decks released in the next set. <coughs> so, or the next set or two. So it's going to be what Narukami, Aqua Force, Shadows. Yeah. It's just, it's super... I don't know. It's like, I, I, I think I would have been happier if there was just no Bay of the Standard. Yeah. And, well, that's not Well, bad. these aren't bands, like, these are limits. Yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I think if they just gave, like, at least for the English, they waited a bit until, like, Narukami came out and gave, like, a small hit to, well, a small hit to Bermuda, and then I think it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. Like, a small hit, maybe, like, they... Li- put Karo to two or something like that. That would have mm-hmm. been fine. And the meta, they might be, like, second best in Arakami, but not by a whole lot. Right. And then they could, like, hit Arakami a bit later, but that's another story. I mean, this... Anything this... besides fucking eroding Riviera and uh, making this game even more confusing than it already is. Oh, no, they could put... They could put Riviera to one. <laughs> so she literally has one skill. <clears throat> oh, like, Shiryuki, Shiryuki only has one skill now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, until they come out with an order card that's like <clears throat> this is this is traded as the name of blah 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 whatever. Just restrict Huga. Come on. Yeah, like I I think Huga is yeah they they could have card either that or they could have just choice restricted him and Chiriyuki. I feel like yeah, that would have been easier. A, this is almost a choice restrict. Not well, though, you don't even have a choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's well, especially because like, you have ways to search Shiryuki and recycle it, so it's a little slower, but it's not like it's impossible, you know. Yeah, but one Shiryuki just didn't do the trick at this point. You, like uh, double Shiryuki was where the shit was at. Yeah. Uh, so one Shiryuki is just kind of not worth it. Gotcha. Because um, things just get too big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta think, if there's a Chatura on the rear guard circle being called by Vanquisher, right? That's 33k. I mean, just god damn it. I. That's. That's it for the standard side. Um. Do you think that there's any. Since Matt already kind of brought it up, do you think there's anything that they missed or they could have done better on the standard side before we moved to premium? I think they should have done nothing. <laughs> and they did yeah, like, the exact opposite of that. Yeah, like, we've talked about potential bands they could have done anymore, and it's like, they went through every single deck and did the worst possible thing they could have done to ban them. I mean, James's theory seems pretty solid. The, uh, okay, buy, buy our new shit, because the, the old yep. shit was too good. I'm almost 100% convinced that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, I feel like if I was to change it, besides doing nothing, uh, I would put Sweeper to it's two. It's me harder. <laughs> yeah, put Sweeper to two. Uh, I, I don't know if I would have hit Pale Moon, but that's probably the bias talking, so disregard that. Choice Restrict, Shiryuki, and, uh, Choa, or not Choa, Huda. Um, I'm not sure what I would have done to Narukami, necessarily. Uh... I probably would have given it a little more time to de- to develop and do damage. 
Um, I mean, that's why I think the do nothing answers, like doing nothing, is would be would have been the best. Yeah, yeah. Lisa Let and Sonata, I would have left, but also fucked that. Also fuck Bermuda. So that's I not think, me. That's my bias talking. I think that they really should have kind of let the at least for English, like Japan, they've been through long enough. But mm-hmm. I think they should have let the English meta kind of develop a bit first. Mm-hmm. Before making a hit on Bermuda, because we've we've saw in the past the English, the the Western meta and the Japanese meta sometimes make quite a bit. Of, there's quite a bit of difference between the two, mm-hmm. and they didn't really like look at that. Which is not to say they should do like a split ban list like in in Yu Gi Oh. I mean, that's not a bad like, idea. Like, pe- like we're we're different cultures in different countries with different playing styles. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that requires Bushiro to care about the English side of the game. Right, right. Um, and yeah. If I, as, a, as an owner of Rivier and kind of playing with it a bit, I honestly think the best hit would be a consistency hit. <clears throat> uh, what, just put it to three or something, or two? No, not, not Rivier to three, because the deck, liter- Rivier literally doesn't function without another copy of herself in hand. Um, like Caro to two or something like that. Uh, because, like, the thing I've noticed with Rivier is uh, the consistency, it has a lot of it, because it's so fucking important, because if you don't, like I said, you don't get the other Rivier in hand, your Vanguard and your Rearguard do literally nothing. Uh, but then it becomes like a high roll deck like Tachikaze. Alright. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and Let's Tachi, um... Premium. Okay, premium. Premium. Yeah. Premium. Okay, alright. <laughs> You mentioned premium. that Dorian got hit to one in premium, right? Dorian also got hit to one in premium, which hit my the deck I was using most often in premium, which was Pale yeah, Moon. Body. Yeah, and the other thing was they put Wonder Ezel, the original one that lets you ride an Ezel from deck, to zero. They finally Good, hit Wonder Ezel. If you were looking <clears> at <throat> the Nexus Tour Instagram, I, I couldn't tell if it was Miles or Richard's hand, but he like they dug a little hole in the dirt and then put a Wonder Ezel in there and then just buried it. That was on their Instagram. <laughs> I want to believe it's Richard. No, Richard would fuck, be crying. Fuck that card. Holy shit. Yeah, that, that was a long time coming. Um, they tried to do it. They were like, hey, if we hit Kirf, that'll be enough, right? No, it never is. So That wasn't even close to the right hit the first time. Yeah. We, everyone knew it. And they were like, yeah, we'll hit Kirf. And everyone's like... Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, I kind of sorted yet. You want to just do uh, Dorian for brevity's sake, but why would you not do that with Anger Blade? Why... Why hit it? It's not like it's a broken juggernaut in premium. Just let me have my stupid little deck that I went like X4 with at, at regionals. Just why? Imagine <coughs> imagine if it was a typo. They did it by mistake. It was only supposed to be standard, but they did it for premium too by accident. That is not entirely out, outside of the realm of possibility. Also, I want to let you know that during that entire rant of like, let me have my, my stupid little deck, uh, I removed my pants, so uh, that like that's how you know shit got serious. I went from jeans to panda undies. You're welcome. Uh, well, there was another hit premium, which was that Riviera was errated to being a hard ones return. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you did it. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Th- these seemed fine. Uh, they also mentioned that 
Neonectar was acknowledged for abnormally high results, but no action was taken due to lesser <clears> appearances <throat> and successes over the t- duration of the tournament season. That's right. For DI, though. Yeah, so... I think we can all, th- all agree that the premium side is fine, I guess. I'm not going to pretend that I'm happy with it. I'm happy with Ezel, but not Dorian. I'm happy that Wonder Ezel is gone, but they didn't do nearly enough. Okay, what you you brought up uh, Dark Irregulars Cassie, in this? Deal, Katarina, all that shit. Okay, what what's uh what's your beef with DIs and premium? Uh, Assassin's a fucked up card that shouldn't exist. Okay, that's it. LK and Castile is uh, something. Yeah. Um. What <laughs> we, also, hard leg being a thing with the fucking use three to guard. What's your uh? What's your what would you do to fix that? Literally ban enigmatic success. And I don't know what you do to Gasteel. Probably, so, maybe, I don't know. I don't know how many cards you have to ban. I mean, it makes the Gasteel turn half as long. So. Yeah. It's good. But, um, I feel like that would be a nice restriction to it. It'd um, be something. You'd yeah. think they would have, too, considering they have another premium collection coming. God. Don't yeah. Such a massive fuck up. I don't a lot know, of the I... premium collection read like creative cards. You mean the first, pre- the first? Yeah, premium? the first premium collection, like Ichikashima, <laughs> read like a fucking creative card that somebody would post on like Vanguardians or something. Yeah. Like, wow, this is really dumb. And they're like, like, it's just a creative card. It's not. It's, it doesn't even know whatever. Except it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like until just now with Wonder, as well. That was the. I think that was the first card they just outright removed from the game. Yep. <laughs> No, they've they've done so, they had to have done something like that before. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure like every ban up until that point had been like hitting something to one, or you can't use it as starter. There was that one card that you couldn't play after 2013, but I don't think that counts. Uh, that was yeah. part of its card text. That wasn't. Uh... But yeah, it took yeah, that wasn't even the real ban. ban a card. Like there, a lot of shit was yeah. to one or like. Like you said, just, like, weird restricted. But, like, the they don't ban, like, straight ban cards very often. Yeah. It seems like, like, so far, they, they've they only outright banned things that just completely break the game in, like, an era... <clears throat> in just an absolutely insane way that no matter how much you restrict it, it can't be fixed, so they just have to remove it from the game outright. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, one an outright banning thing. I know it sounds like a broken record at this point, but it really sounds like they're taking a page from Konami's book. And this is ironic because Konami probably had the greatest ban list of all time uh, recently. By the, by the way, to... I, I just yeah. want to bring this up. You said that no other cards have been outright banned. Uh, Ichi Kashima from Premium Collection that we were just talking oh. about. <laughs> and. Uh, Luxury Wave Ellie the G Guard. Anybody yep. remember that? Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, but that wasn't the same ban list, right? It was. It was. Yeah. So yeah. that that ban list was the first time they outright removed cards from the game, I believe. Uh, probably. And they were like, "Hey, fuck this card." I just find it odd they put so many cards to one in this uh, list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, really I think two first. I mean, th- there was a large backlash for Ichikashima and Ellie, but I think they're taking the wrong message from it. 
which is people don't like it when we outright ban stuff, it, and that's not necessarily what it is. It's they don't like it when you release the card and then ban it a week later, or a month later, or however yeah. much that was, or errata it a month later. Yeah, well, it just raises the question of like, okay, why didn't you just print the card differently to begin with? I mean, half of me wants to show up at Bushiroad's headquarters. I have a phrase book. I'm wearing my normal clothes. And I'm like, all right, guys, you you all suck at uh, planning. So I'm gonna be here to test your cards for you before you print them. And they're this gonna is be all like, the phrase book. <laughs> but what if you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Because that that's how the. Or I'm just using uh, Google... the uh, conversational Japanese. <laughs> yeah. uh, or, or, or even worse, I'm using Google Translate, so it's coming out like I'm, I'm, oh he- I'm here to test drive the new Miata 2017. What? Like- <laughs> I can tell you why they did this atlas. Why? Because money. money. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, um, ha- okay, it's it just it always comes down to are they doing this because money or are they doing this because they're stupid? And I have seen plenty of evidence to indicate the latter. I yeah. never, never rule out stupidity. Just play GN and premium. I'm gonna. I'm that's, gonna. That's, that's the thing with Bushi. I usually like their lists or think it's just like stupid things. I usually don't think it's because of money, but this is like really the first one that points me in that direction that it's money. The Narakami one, especially, so. Yeah. Amber Muta, four weeks after the set drops. Like, no, what? That's just, that's just rude, to be honest. Yeah. Uh. All right, so uh, this ban list was was a doozy. You know it's a doozy when both Different Fight and uh, Solemn Vanguard's uh, like videos to it are them doing like holy shit faces in the YouTube yeah. thumbnail. Dude, <laughs> everyone was just shocked yeah. by this ban list. Oh uh, yeah, but me I mean, I, I think it's like. I, I could be having an overreaction, and, like, I fully understand that. Uh, but I was not happy with how little was done in premium, and I was also not happy with what was done, uh, the amount that was done in standard, I guess. Yeah. So it's so. kind of, like, double unhappy about it, but it could be okay. I just X'd it out. I, I can't really give an honest answer because I had such an emotional reaction to this. So take take at least I mean, what I'm saying I with like a it's almost like shaker. emotions are part of the human experience or something. Yeah. Dude. Well, yeah. As somebody who is only just now starting to reinvest in the game, I'm looking at this ban list and thinking to myself, like, from the conversations that we've had and from just the general sentiment of like Discord and Vanguardians, I feel like they hit all of the wrong things. So you you own Narukami cards, right? Yes, and I was planning on investing in Narukami when the oh, set came out. Sounds like you're still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, I I think that's a good, like, statement to wrap this all up. Um, does anybody have anything else before we sign off here? Unrestrict Laurel and Premium, thanks. <laughs> okay, sure. Give me Uchikashima back so that I can dunk on people and then ban it again. Laurel, not because Laurel will be good. I just think it's dumb that's restricted in the first place. Yeah, but... 
that really is one of the ones that's just like, wait. Like, Literally just wouldn't matter. <laughs> we have a card that outright disables card effects, and Bushiroad thought it was okay to print, but Commander Laurel, no. Never never change, you three. All right. That about does it for this episode of Nexus at Night. Guys, where can people find you out there? You can find me on Twitter at Wiggums, 2 gs 2 gs You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. I do the arts sometimes. You can find me through them because I don't really use social media. As as uh, as he normally does. You can find me at Atlas Novak on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find my other uh, podcast, Bad Reading, uh, at Bad Reading Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the episode coming out this week is about a movie that I have never heard of from the 90s called Meteor Man. And the guy what? who... Yeah, it, it's... Um, it's... Okay. It's about... Uh, a a black teacher in the inner city, a meteor hits him, he gets superpowers, and it stars, like, every, like, black actor in the 90s. Bill Cosby plays a hobo in it, which is kind of weird watching it today, but whatever. It's a weird movie, it's a weird episode, that'll be coming out this Friday from the week you hear this, and uh, I hope you'll check it out. And then, as always, you can find this podcast, at Nexus at Night on Twitter or Instagram. Until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. I'm James. And have a good night, everybody. Uh, Should we just record this as a bonus episode? Oh, I'm in case doing we this. ever run out of ideas. Uh, yeah, sure. I, it's not going to take very long, but uh, yeah, I, I have the recording going, so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I went to Eugene, Oregon this past week to visit my friend Dan. Shout out to Dan, uh, who lives up there. He's like my best friend from high school. I went up there for vacation, and during that entire trip, I was high the whole trip. Like, there's nothing else to do in Eugene, Oregon besides hike and get high. Well, so yeah. I, that's the whole I, point you go to Eugene, I thought. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that's the reason I went to Eugene, and I got so much free weed and so much coffee and baked goods and all that good stuff. Um, but the story that this comes from is the day I flew back to LA after Eugene, I fly back into LA and I, I'm telling myself, okay, you have work on Monday. You've just spent six days in a row getting high. You should stop. Um, and a, fr and a friend of mine, uh, had a comedy show that night. He's like, you should come. And I was like, all right, drop, come through. So I, I go to his show. Everybody's hot boxing the room to begin with. So I'm like, this does not bode well. Um, people are just smoking in the audience, people are smoking in the green room, smoking outside. So I go in the green room where it's, like, the least amount of smoke, but it's still, like, the smoke room they talked about in Don't Stop Believin' by Journey. Uh, so I was like, alright, I should get something to drink, open the fridge in the green room, there's a case of beer, and there's a jug of lemonade. And I'm like, I drove myself here, I'll drink the lemonade. So I pour the lemonade into a cup, and I slam it because I'm thirsty, because room full of smoke and midway through i was like hey this tastes funny and the guy next to me goes of course it tastes funny there's weed in that lemonade <laughs> oh, God. this was a regular looking ass jug of lemonade this is the shit you buy at ralph's and it was sitting in the middle of the fridge i don't know what i expected so i'm like 
All right, I have half an hour to get my affairs in order, I guess. Uh, so I'm about to leave, and my friend's like, wait, I'll let you get some stage time. And he, he you know, brings me up on stage. And literally, as, as he's going, like, give it up for Atlas Novak, that's when it hit. Um, <laughs> I, ha- I have a recording of my set, and you can hear the panic setting in over the course of the set. I'll... I'll put it as after this. I'll put it after this. So you, you guys can hear it if you like. But the. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, get through the set, drive home. And then. Uh, but the, by the time the end of the set comes, my, like, judgment is gone. My uh, discretion is out the window. And a bunch of the comments are like, hey, we're going to go to a bar. You want to come? I go, yeah, sure. So I'm walking with. Uh, another comedian named Dan, not the same Dan, his name's Dan Grove, shout out to Dan Grove. Uh, and we're walking, and he turns around, and he's like, why are you going so slow? And then he turns around and goes, you're walking like a penguin. <laughs> uh, so I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're literally, you're waddling like a penguin. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot my knees worked. We go Absolutely. to this. We go to this bar and sit down, and it, it, I am like deep into it now. It, like, okay, you know how edibles will hit you kind of hard half an hour later. Yeah, drinkables hit twice as hard and half as fast. So, I'm sitting in like a chair, and I'm like gripping for dear life on the edge of the table, and, I, and he's. And I'm just like, I don't want to be high anymore. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to be high. I'm good. I want to be sober again. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's like, let's just get some food in you. And uh, I order a pizza, eat the entire thing by myself. Of course. Uh, because, hi. And uh, then I turned to Dan, and I remember specifically asking him, what about being high makes you high? <laughs> I think what I meant was, like, when you're high, what happens to your body that's causing the sensation of being high, but I forgot 80% of my vocabulary. That's awesome. It gets worse. So... What? (laughs) Then it's time for me to pay... Then it's time for me to pay my bill. So, uh, I... I'm like, I can't... I forgot how to pay and dan goes i'll pay for you and then uh he he goes and does it and i I feel awful so i go up to the bartender i'm like can you buy a drink for dan over there and he goes yeah sure mate he's australian and at this point i was suffering through uh from intermittent bouts of narcolepsy uh yeah for you listeners out there narcolepsy is where you fall asleep randomly uh, so I was falling asleep standing up because I remember, like, you know, coming in and out of it. And then at one point, the bartender was like, I mate, what do you want? I'm like, uh, him, me, stuff. <laughs> and then I go to hand him my card. I pulled out a Yu-Gi-Oh card from 2009 from my wallet. <laughs> and handed it to the bartender. This was like my my good luck charm I was handing him. And he's like. 
why are you handing me a scapegoat? I'm like... I finally figure out figure out which card is mine after handing him like my Ralph's Rewards card, my ID, my <laughs> my stamp card from some boba place that doesn't exist anymore. I finally get him the credit card. Swipes it, gives it back to me, and then my friend uh, my friend Nick Kane, who co-hosts Bad Rating with me, comes in. And he's like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Here to party," and I'm like, "I need to go home like now." And Nick's like. Okay, I'm going to drive you, because you, you look stupid. So he takes me out to his car, drives me home, and he's like, okay, we're here. I'm like, can you tuck me in? Uh, <laughs> God bless him. Puts the car in park and, like, helps me up the stairs. He doesn't tuck me in, actually. He's like, you're, you're here. Go to bed. So I walk over and just flop on top of my bed, pass out. Uh... And then woke up the next day. I was still just a little bit high, but, like, sober for the most part, just lucid. And uh, that was the worst time I've ever got high. Don't drink funny-looking <laughs> lemonade in the fridge, kids. Got it. Yeah, and this wasn't even during the trip. This was after I got back. That's absolutely insane. That was a <laughs> That's good story. amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like, why would... Okay, room full of people smoking fridge with only beer and this lemonade in it. Why would I why would it not have weed in it? Right? <laughs> I mean I would have just assumed it was hard lemonade, but apparently no. Well no, it just it looked like the regular ass like Ralph's lemonade, you know? Yeah. But well, someone that, chucked a bunch of weed uh, into it. Yeah. Well, it's see, not I like they it's not like they were floating it wasn't like floating leaves in the bottom or anything. It was just I'm not sure how you do it. If I was completely sober and yeah. I looked at it. I would leave, I would like check the seal because mm-hmm. I would be. I would like wonder. Right. But if you're. But if you know. If you're already. You know. You know. Everyone's like hot boxing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you're already kind of like eh. feeling it a little bit. Just looking yeah. for something. Yeah. You're just looking for anything. Cotton mouth. Yeah. I just I, like I when I'm high. I never want to drink. It, it's mm-hmm. the cotton mouth gets so bad. I'm like I need water or juice or something like that. I don't need. I don't want beer. Um, so just don't, don't, don't do drugs when you don't want to, kids, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you, I, I hope you enjoyed this stupid little bonus of ours, and, uh, yeah, I, I hope one of you guys... The audience uh, at least enjoy your, your intermittently high set. I, I was, I, I, I would have tucked you in. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. I'll take you to the hospital for your burst appendix anytime. I, would, I hope it. I hope I don't have another one. Okay. Yeah, that, that would suck. be that would be kind of amazing. That that would be just your luck, though, where you're just like my appendix <laughs> regrew somehow, and then it's like a shitty Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine, but you can only regrow your appendix so it yeah. can flame again. That's like a monkey's paw thing. Really, like, I wish I had a healing factor. For your appendix only. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little bonus of ours. Uh, following now is the set that I had while I was uh, like coming under the influence of the weed lemonade. So enjoy that, and we'll see you next time. Let's go, guys! Give it up for the one, the only, Alice Novak.
Guys, the lemonade just hit me. <laughs> okay. I came in, I went back there in the, uh, as described by Journey, smoke room. I saw... <laughs> I saw the jug of lemonade. I was like, hey, I'm a thirsty boy. I could go for some lemonade. <laughs> I poured myself a glass, and I realized halfway down, hey, this tastes funny, and then fucking duh. It's a room full of marijuana. <laughs> I just spent a week in Eugene, Oregon, where this was all I was. <laughs> I am, I is, I was, I will be Atlas High in Eugene, Oregon. And I was like, you know what? You got to taper yourself back into reality. Smoke this last joint before you go to the airport. And now I'm, I'm right back in the fucking pool. <laughs> this is not as bad as my worst time, though. The worst time I ever got high was the one time I tried edibles. Not counting lemonade, I guess. Uh, but I used to work at a weed dispensary. Uh, I was the receptionist, which is kind of like saying you're on a baseball team, but you're the bat boy. <laughs> I still wear the uniform. I'm important behind the scenes, mom. <laughs> so as part of my job at this dispensary, you were required to get high. My manager would walk around and be like, new strain, you gotta try it. And I was like, okay, worst punishment ever, you know. <laughs> but today there was a woman from uh, this gummy company, and she came in with samples of something called Green Hornet. Foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> so I go to try it, and it looks like, you know, it's like about the size of a large gummy bear. So my brain goes, oh, eat it, eat the whole thing. <laughs> That's not a dumb idea. An hour later, I'm going to pick up a pen off the floor and just... <laughs> like a slow-motion truck. I have a show to get to in Westwood. Uh, do I take an Uber like a responsible person? No, that would involve talking. I get in the car, turn the AC as high as it will go, turn on the Avenue Q soundtrack, <laughs> and drive down the 405 scream singing the internet is for porn to stay focused. <laughs> I get outside of the venue, I go up to the host and I'm like, hey, uh, can you, I, I got high at work for work. And uh, can you put me at like the end of the lineup so I have time to sober up? She did, I didn't. And that's where I will leave you. I was Atlas Novak, have a good night everybody. <laughs>